Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of the Big Haas Podcast. We're getting this ramped up again now that the NBA season is really hitting stride with the playoffs. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of basketball to talk about. So we are just going to jump right in it. It's good to be back and just... There's a ton of ton of basketball on. I mean, quadruple headers every day, and that's just it's been awesome to be able to sit back and watch basketball again after being being gone for so long. This end this ended up coming out. You know, I should have started this a little bit earlier, but you know, getting back into this is going to be fun. Thank you for for tuning in and listening. And another thing is, you know, I'm always looking for looking for some people to talk sports with. So if you're you're listening and you really enjoy talking about sports and you want to come share some thoughts on the podcast, feel free to to mention it to me and we'll we'll get you on here. So I sure right in. I wasn't gonna do anything today and, and wait for tomorrow to, to start recording some of this, but man, I was at work watching that Clippers Mavericks game and oh my goodness, was that a great game. Definitely the best game of the year. The best NBA game I've watched in in a while. So, I mean, we all, I'm assuming most of you who are listening to this watch the game, but, but Luca showed up, absolutely. I mean, he, he's looked terrific in this playoffs. He had, you know, the tough game um, in game three just because, because of that ankle. And they, they kind of were fighting from behind for most of that game. But he comes out here in game four and just has one of the, one of the greatest showings I've probably of this playoffs. I mean, goes out there and puts up 43, 17, 13. He had a triple-double and like, before the fourth quarter even started. Ridiculous numbers from this guy. He did shoot four from 10 for three, but he hit the shots when it mattered. And that's and that took, I mean, tremendous poise from a kid who's 22 years old where he can go have the confidence to take that last shot. And for those of you who didn't see it, he they're down by one coming in with, with three. But they had nine seconds. They end up fouling. Luca gets the ball three, three and a half seconds left, and hits this step back three. That just, that's just beautiful. That the end of that game, back and forth. I mean, overtime we had seven lead changes in the in the couple minutes there. It, it was ridiculous. One of the best games I've seen in a while. It was awesome to watch. It's just great to have this this high quality level of basketball back. It's it's awesome to watch. So, the Clippers. I first off, Paul George. I mean, this guy. This guy's got to show up. They pay all this money to get him they you know they get Kawhi to, to pair with him and he's just he's not showing up in the playoffs I mean today he to this game four he he shot three for 14 and one from seven from three like you can't be the second best player on the team and pride yourself I mean you're all-star caliber player you can't be showing up like this in the playoffs this has been a recurring thing for him and it, it can't keep happening that just it can't He's got to help out Kawhi if they want to go anywhere, and especially if there's this is a team that's that has championship aspirations. They got the uh, the reigning Finals MVP, one of the best players in the league, but he's got to get a little bit of help. And I'm I'm just I don't know if I'm seeing it from from Paul George at least. Lou Williams had, did have a great game. He is really playing some great ball right now. I just I'm not sure about the. The Clippers, I mean, their defense, their defense is solid, and we'll get to Luka in a second. But their offense just just doesn't look like it's clicking. But you have Kawhi, who's who's they're running the high pick and roll with him well, and he's getting his shots where he wants to. But 
it just looks like it's a bunch of guys kind of scrambling for touches and there doesn't seem to be a rhythm to it like I've seen with some other teams. I I don't have enough faith in offense because these bad shots that they're taking, they're not getting set up. And when that happens, you you have to go back and play transition defense, which is a lot harder to get set and get ready to you know, run the defense that you've been practicing if, if you're running back in transition. So I've just... Their offense is going to be a big thing that they're going to have to figure out in the next couple of games or or some camp. PG's going to have to step up. If they want to win this series, that's going to happen. I mean, that has to happen. So after the Clippers, we'll see what happens with them. I mean, it just, it just looks kind of discombobulated on the offensive end. They're a good defensive team, which is makes what Luka did that much more impressive. He is looking like the next generation of, of great players. There's, there's, we're watching history happen. It reminds me of LeBron's kind of coming out series when he played the the Pistons back in I can't remember what year that was now. But that it's very LeBron-esque here. I just like this Mavericks team. They're they're very fun to watch because first off you have Luca who can take anyone one on one. I mean he can ISO anytime he really feels like it. He's getting I mean what's kind of scary is he's playing against two not Patrick Beverly's out, but two Kawhi and PG who are two of like the best, probably top five on ball defenders in the league. Defensive player of the year candidates. I mean, Kawhi's got a defensive player of the year and he's taking them one-on-one, which is just scary. It's scary when he's putting up, I mean, 50, when he had 43s. I mean, he's getting buckets against some of the best defenders in the league and that's and that's just amazing. Without, I mean, without Kristaps Porzingis. But what I like about the Mavericks is they have, you know, they're running through Luka, obviously, but they got guys around him that have been stepping up. Like one of my favorite guys is Trey Burke, who, you know, you don't think Trey Burke's gonna gonna, gonna be much. He's got cut by teams. He hasn't really had a big role. But he come in. He's coming into this into Dallas, and he's been playing well. I just. I'm really liking how they're running this because you got Luca, who's beating everybody one-on-one and drawing another defender. Then he's, which is why he's getting so many assists because he's bringing the second guy up and then getting it out to Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway. I mean, you have guys on this team who can, who can hit perimeter threes. You got Seth Curry, who's just, who's doing his thing every game. He seems to be showing up. He's got great confidence in his shots. Awesome to watch. And you got Boban who is one of my favorite. I mean, I think he's such a great, not only asset to have on the floor, because obviously his height, you give it to him, you know, you get down in the shot clock because they're playing good defense. You dump it to him down in the paint and let him take a little turn away kind of for him. It's like a toss into the hoop and that's a high percentage shot. So you have that as your backup if your offense, you know, kind of gets in a jam. And I think that's a huge, a huge help for them. This Dallas team just looks smooth. They look good. They're a really good scoring team. Kristaps, hopefully, I don't know his status yet, but this is a team that can definitely take this to seven. They can steal it because the Clippers are still getting that offense down because they're, you know, haven't gelled. If if, it, if this pandemic has hurt anybody, it's it's this Clippers team. They just don't look like the same team. I'm super excited to where this goes. I think this could go seven. And potentially Dallas could steal this if, if Luca keeps doing this thing, which it seems like he's full steam ahead. Alrighty, next up, 
we are going to jump into the Celtics and the Sixers. Game four today, Celtics complete the sweep. And Tatum shows up big in, in the first couple games and has a, has a pretty solid game today. But Kemba Walker, who, you know, I've had some worries about. I've had some, some worries about that injury um, and his kind of restricted minutes. But he came out today and, and played well. He ended up getting 36 minutes, so they kind of they gave him the uh, the green light, and he goes out there, puts up 32. Um, it's just interesting to watch how that um, how that Celtics offense goes. Just kind of a, it's a lot of scores. You got three three great weapons with with Kemba, Jalen Brown, and and Jason Tatum, but when when you get big, I just I worry about other teams playing big against him. Yeah, Joel Embiid. I mean, he had he did have some success, but but Philadelphia is just a train wreck, and we'll talk about them in a second. But Boston, Jason Tatum really is, looks like he's I mean he's playing really well. If Kemba can come into this form that he he showed in Game Four, I think this is this is a bright a bright future for this team. I just worry a little bit about the depth they have, where you got you got Tatum, Kemba, and and Brown and and Marcus Smart who's, who's been playing pretty well but you go you go to their bench and you got Semi Ojale, Grant Williams, Ennis Cantor who you can only play in in some situations. Robert Williams, Brad Wanamaker. I just don't I don't know if they're deep enough. That's my one concern with this with the Celtics team we saw it a little bit when they came in where like even looking at the box score from this game, you see Jason Tatum with 28 um, Kemba Walker with 32, Jalen Brown with 16, Tice pitched in a nice 15, but you go to the bench, Semi Ojale had no points, Grant Williams had three, Cantor had six, Brad Wanamaker played 20 minutes and he had, it was one for six, like I just don't think this team is deep enough is my only concern with, I mean Gordon Hayward, that was a big loss for them, it really was. But they did play well. Jason Tatum was just looking like an offensive machine. That guy can score. He had a good defender in Matthias Thibel on him for the good portion of that series. And he was still coming off screens hot and getting some good mid-range shots. He was taking some crazy threes that I was like, wow. When he first steps back and I'm like, oh my goodness. And he, he puts him in, into the hoop. So some of these shots he's making are crazy. He's playing good. Um, when he got the ball in his hands and he's, he's making stuff happen, searching out the mismatch where he gets a guy like Al Horford on him, and and he's just he's good enough with the ball where if he steps out he's has, he's quick enough where he can get to the hoop and and make a play, or if you give him a little space he can he's a good enough shooter also to step back and hit a mid range or a three. Jason Tatum's looking good. Um, when he has a little bit better of a defensive team, I think he's going to struggle a little bit more. But but in this series, they just, I mean, easy sweep for them. Their guys look good. Not much to talk about with the Celtics just because there's more to talk about with the Sixers and how much of a train wreck that it ended up being with them. It's just crazy to watch this game because you get, you watch Embiid and you just start feeling bad because he's put up crazy numbers. I mean, he's 30 plus points all these games and it, you're just not seeing help from him. The Ben Simmons thing is huge to have to not have him because 
now you don't have a you don't have a true point guard on this team. You don't. They're starting Shake Milton, who's really more of a two guard, but you don't have that really, you know, floor general who can get the ball, you can run the offense, got good court vision. You don't have that on this team. You kind of got just some pretty good ball players, but that just don't gel well. I, Tobias Harris and Al Horford, just for the money they're getting, it's like 300 mil between the two for the next however many years. And to not show up, it hurts. I mean, the, the Sixers, that those two Friedenshi signings are going to haunt them. I don't know. It just I don't see enough weapons. If you're going to play, you got Embiid. But when you need a perimeter, I mean, looking, yeah, Shake Milton can shoot, but so even if Ben Simmons is in there, who's going to shoot threes for you? Your best three-point shooter, really, in your starting five, maybe it's Josh Richardson, but it's probably Joel Embiid. When he's your best three shooter, I think that's that's a problem because you have to have an outlet when he's drawing doubles because he's such a, a dominant force down low. You have to have somebody who who's a dead eye who you can kick it out to and, and trust to make a three. You don't I don't think you have that on this team. And I don't like the fit of having Horford and Embiid. I thought maybe in free agency you could play because you could just play a big lineup and kind of bully people, but that's not what I've seen. Even against a Celtics team who is small. Where Tatum's playing the four, and you got Daniel Tice at the five. But they just didn't show it out. Tobias Harris and Al Horford just, just didn't look good. He, Tobias Harris ended up kind of playing a decent game and, and putting up 20. But the one bright thing that I think for Philly is, is Embiid playing well, and also Matthias Thibel is just a good, a great guy to have on your team. You know, a decent offensive player, but on the defensive end, it's just good to have a – a guy who can, he had a tough, tough job guarding Jason Tatum for this series, but, you know, did a pretty solid job for, for a rookie against a really talented player. He is, he's got to be, it's going to be fun to watch, especially on the defensive end. Raptors. Raptors go in and sweep the Nets. This game put up 150 points, which is just ridiculous. I was watching the game and in the third quarter, they like have 100. I'm like, what? Jeez, that is pretty crazy. Kyle Lowry goes out early and still waiting on the reports to come back on on how he is looking. Didn't look too crazy serious. Hopefully he can come back and, and play for the Celtics series. But this team just looks like a championship, a championship team. I mean, maybe they don't they don't have the talent, you could say, but they have a bunch of guys who know their role. They're, they have a great coach, Nick Nurse, congratulations, right? One one coach of the year. But they just look like a complete team. Everybody knows their role. They play really well together, and they're deep. They're, I mean, crazy deep. Where the starting five, Siakam, Ananubi, Gasol, Lowry, Van Bleet. But then you look at the bench, especially checking the box score. You got a Baca coming off the bench who put up 27 tonight. Norman Powell with 29 off the bench. They have guys. They're deep. You can this second unit when you your starting guys getting tired. They might not, you know, their their first and second player might not be better than than the team like the Celtics or the Bucks, but when you get I their fifth, sixth, seventh players are are better than most teams and they know their role. Everybody knows their role on this team. They play super well together and on the defensive end they're just 
they're just such a smooth and crisp team. You know, they're just you can just tell they're all on the same page, which is such a big advantage to have, especially on kind of a younger, I guess, younger Celtics team, but also they're kind of you know only played one season together with with Kemba and so I think this is gonna be a really fun series. Toronto, Brooklyn wasn't the biggest test for them. I mean, there there weren't anything too crazy, but just look good. I'm I'm excited to see what this team can do just because they're such a, a pure team. Everybody knows what they're doing. They're on the same page. It's fun to watch. This Celtics Raptors series is going to be a very, very intriguing series. Last game of the day was a crazy one. Nuggets Jazz. Utah wins it to go up in the series. And, you know, they got a 3-1 lead coming in here. But Donovan Mitchell and and Jamal Murray, this game just went back and forth. Jamal Murray puts up 50, and, and Donovan Mitchell has 51. Such a fun game and, and a really fun series. Um, really, Denver on the offensive side, is they look good. You got Jokic, who really, for a big guy, can facilitate the floor like nobody else. He he had, what did he have tonight? 29, and, and 29, 6, and 7. Took 10 threes, which always is kind of interesting to me for a big guy. It's just, it's just a different era. I'm saying that like I was watching basketball in the 90s. But it's just a different dynamic for this team. Offensively, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, I think, is just a, is, they're a good fit. Because you can end up kicking the ball out. You know, you, you run a, a pick and roll. You kick the ball out back to Jokic at the top, and he... He's a threat from three, but also he can run it like a point guard, and he's going to find an open guy. So really good to watch them um, on the offensive side. Michael Porter Jr. has been getting some good minutes. He didn't play much. I mean, he played 23 minutes tonight. I don't know. He's scoring. He's looking like a great scorer. Like, the numbers he's putting up, you know, when he had close to 30, what was that game? I think it was game two. And his shot's pretty smooth it's going in for such a big guy but on the defensive end he just a liability I think that's why you didn't see him play more minutes tonight which was was kind of interesting to me but if he can shape up that defensive it can be a little less of a a knock on that defensive end great score a guy that just adds to another weapon to this young young Nuggets team but the Jazz, um, Donovan Mitchell, just tremendous effort by him tonight. Leads this Jazz team to a win. He's he's led them to three now and had one his best game in their loss. So I was really impressed with him when Mike Conley was out because he was running it like a, a, a point guard. And while he was putting up crazy numbers like 50, 50 plus points, he's also tacking on assists because I you know I didn't really realize it until he, I started watching him the guy has good court vision and he's a really talented passer kind of I think underrated a little bit with his passing abilities where he's you know putting his foot in the ground going to the rim with his right hand and delivers this bullet pass out to the corner and you got shooters on this team you got you know Royce O'Neal's not bad he hasn't 
shot a ton, but you got Joe Ingles and um, Jordan Clarkson, who are guys you want to get the ball out in the corner to. Mike Conley. This team, they, they look complete. I wouldn't go as far as saying they kind of remind me of the Raptors, but you can just tell they have the pieces. They know their roles, and they're missing um, Bogdanovich. So that's, a, that's another thing you got to take into consideration. I'm really impressed with Jordan Clarkson off the bench coming in. He's putting up a show every single night, and he really stepped up when, when Mike Conley was out. Now that Conley's back, he's also, I think he could, he's not playing as, as much of a true point guard, but he is scoring, and he's playing some, some pretty, some all right defense. Jamal Murray's a tough, a tough task, but Gobert, you know, had a good game on the defensive end. I like having, having him down low because Jokic is a tough, a tough guy to guard, but when, when, you know, Jamal Murray's or um, Tony Bradley, whatever his name is, ends up driving. He's he's a, a good anchor to have down low. It's great to have a, a big shot blocker like that. But Donovan Mitchell, you watch this guy play, you think he's 6'7", six, 6'6", six, six at least. And this is crazy to think that he's 6'1", and he's playing huge. He's bodying guys. He's flying through the air. Plays above the rim. It's It's been awesome to watch him this series. I think he's got a really bright future ahead of him, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the next round. I think they're going to end up taking this series if they're if they're playing like they have they have, and just the Nuggets' lack of defense, it just worries me. I there's a little more maturation for this young team, especially on defense, because they they got plenty of talent, but the defense really does concern me, and I don't know if they can take it to the next level if they don't have that defensive prowess. So a great day of basketball here today. And we also have another great slate of basketball tomorrow. So um, I'll definitely be watching those games and, and getting some some stuff ready to talk about because you can't get enough of playoff basketball, especially after the long break. So thank you once again for, for tuning in, and I will see you in the next podcast.